To update that, it's our 73rd year now. Yeah, let's get that done. Get a hold of Flash and see if we can fix that. We'll do it. It's a Monday, folks. It's a beautiful sunny day. 43 degrees at the moment, headed up to 76. Sunshine is blinding me in the window. A pleasant problem. And we got a Monday free-for-all. Lots of things to get caught up on. I think sports has to uh, kick it off. Um, first off, uh, uh, golly, went to the Ohio game uh, Saturday, had a great time, and, of course, the result? Uh, the Bobcats win by a touchdown. I said three touchdowns. It was a lot closer than I expected it to be. Indeed. And I was, uh, 20, I was, I was thinking about your prediction as I watched the game, and, <laughs> but still I was pleased with the outcome. Yes, a win is a win. Yeah, and um, the crowd was a little bit lighter than oh, customary. Yeah, I noticed. I that. was surprised. Yeah, but um, anyway, we did our part. Um, let's see here. Let's uh, let's uh, talk high school. Okay. So the uh, the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. Uh, they were beaten by Nelsonville York. Uh, Nelsonville York retains the Doc Croner Trophy. Uh, it was Nelsonville York forty-six, Athens seven, and Nelsonville York, I believe, is the only Athens County team to make the playoffs this year. They will play this Friday at home. They will host a game uh, versus Grove City Christian, and we will have that game, I believe, on Power One Hundred Five. Kickoff is at 7 p.m., mm-hmm. so good luck to the Nelsonville York Buckeyes. So just, just to uh, make sure everybody understands, the regular seasons now are completed. Yes. And uh, what we have now are the playoffs. Yes. So um, Nelsonville York, right? Yes. Also, uh, some neighboring schools from neighboring counties that made it in are the Vinton County Vikings. Yes. And uh, the Miller Falcons. Cool. And, sneaked uh, in there. We'll have so, to see if any of our sports guys um, can do those games. Yeah, they the the playoffs have expanded this year to 16 teams in each region. Uh, last year it was, uh, and previously it was only the top 10 teams. 16. But yeah, wow. there were so many teams that were missing the playoffs by just, you know, hundredths to thousandths of a point. Uh, so the... Ohio High School Athletic Association decided to expand that to 16 teams per region this year. So that allowed uh, more teams to get in. Does that lengthen the season? Uh, yeah, it, it will by maybe a week or two. Okay. But uh, anyway, it gives, you know, gives schools a little more chance for a little more school spirit. Uh, now, some of these teams that, that are in the playoffs, you know, the records aren't that great. Um, there's some teams that are getting in that are three and seven, that are four and six. Um, so you know, you know they, but it gives them a chance. You know, upsets do happen, um, depending on the strength of schedule. Some of these teams uh, might just, indeed, just do that, pull off an upset yeah. here and there. So 
you know, we'll we'll see what happens. And I've always said that's why you play them. That's right. So with that, we uh, wish good luck to those teams that I just mentioned there. Uh, of course, on down the road in Route 32, the Jackson Ironmen are in. Uh, they are one of the top teams in their region, and uh, I look for them to make a little noise in the playoffs too. So uh, on with the scores. Megs defeated Alexander uh, 34 to 13. Trimble pounded South Gallia 56 to 14. Uh, Vinton County, as I mentioned, in the playoffs, they beat Wellston 42 to zero. Uh, the Miller Falcons did lose to Zanesville Rosecrans, 43-13. Nevertheless, they are in the playoffs. Uh, let's see. Logan beats Zanesville, 39-0. to Sheridan, uh, right next door to us, I believe, in Morgan County. Uh, they are in the playoffs, too. They're ranked pretty high in their region. They win 31-20. to So those are the local scores here. Uh, as I mentioned, Jackson is in. They beat Chillicothe 21 to seven. Uh, Warren Local uh, 26 to six over Marietta. Fort Fry, another county neighbor, uh, they are in the playoffs too. They defeated Williamstown 30 to 20. So those are the scores from schools around our area. And as you mentioned, uh, the OU Bobcats with a victory. Uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes with a victory, and uh, I think they remain at number two in the country. They uh, beat a really good Iowa defense. Uh, they Ohio State only gave up one touchdown to Iowa, and that was from a fumble that uh, an Iowa defender picked it up and ran it in for the score. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Buckeyes win, I think it was 54-10, to 10, and I think that is multiple games now this year. They've scored 50 or more points. Uh, this season. So the Buckeyes are rolling again this year. They have a tough one this Saturday at Penn State. Mm-hmm. So that's always a tough game. However, it will not be a night game, so it will not be a whiteout game as Penn State likes to do when they play Ohio State. Uh, the game, I believe, is at noon uh, this not Saturday. Not a whiteout game. What's that mean? Well, that means everyone in the crowd wears white. Oh, I see. So that's... Uh, Part of the tradition there. Uh, they get a little crazy there on whiteout nights at Happy Valley. Uh, they'll be crazy indeed uh, with enthusiasm as the Buckeyes will roll in there at number two in the country. Penn State, I think, is ranked right around 14, 15 in the country, something like that. So, so it'll be if, a good game. If Ohio State's number two, who is number one? University of Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I think Tennessee jumped uh, to number three. Tennessee is probably the best team now with uh, their schedule, their strength of schedule. They've uh, beaten five top ten teams already this year. So that's pretty impressive. I think Ohio State has beaten one, and that being uh, Notre Dame. Mr. Turner, Uh, um, maybe I interrupted, but – should we turn our attention to pro sports? Oh, my goodness, yes. An epic historical por- uh, performance by just the kid from southeast Ohio. That would be number nine, Joe Burrow. I had, um, at, at Saturday's uh, OU game, I ran into um, his parents on three occasions. And we had a nice conversation, and, and um, 
you know, they look so happy and so excited. And who can blame them? Oh, my goodness, Mercy. yes. They're, they're very proud parents of Joe, obviously, and uh, their other children, of course. But uh, Joe is doing such fantastic things, not only on the field, but off the field with the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. Yes. And now uh, Robin and Jimmy are part of that foundation, too. Uh, Jimmy has been announced as the vice president of that foundation, so they're going to reach out to not only southeastern Ohio in this area, too, but uh, the state of Louisiana that gave so much to Joe when he uh, transferred there. Uh, so Jimmy is very excited about that. I saw an interview with Jimmy, and uh, he he is very energetic and enthused about uh, launching this foundation to spread out to more of the country. So some wonderful things being done there by the Joe Burrow Hunger Foundation to uh, alleviate hunger and, and you know, that's reach out been, to people who need it. That family <clears throat> has been, um, how do I want to say, they, they are always attuned to needs. Yes. In serving communities and um, everything. Else. Very generous. Yes. yes, with their time and their efforts and uh, donations. And, you know, just Joey lending his name to a hunger foundation like mm-hmm. that is, is worth millions i mean you know without joe doesn't have to give a dime to that thing I'm, although i'm sure he does a lot more than that but yeah. just by lending his name to that creates so much credibility and donations that will come in because of that so uh, i i you know you can't say enough about the the generosity and the awareness and remembering where joe came from mm-hmm. here his roots in athens county and athens in particular, the Plains, in particular, too. So, But with that, back to the field. Uh, Joe had a fantastic game yesterday, and uh, he is only he is one of only four NFL quarterbacks in the history of the NFL to record 400 yards passing, three rushing touchdowns, uh, excuse me, three passing touchdown, and also running for a touchdown in a game. And the other ones are uh, very notable names. Aaron Rodgers is one of them. Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, uh, the other one is Peyton Manning, if I remember correctly, from Indianapolis Colts. One of four in the history of the NFL. And quite impressive. And he is uh, also one of four. To do that in the first three years of his career in the NFL. So uh, yesterday he was 34-42 for 481 yards and three touchdowns passing. He also rushed for one, as I mentioned. His quarterback rating was 132, which is off the charts terrific. And he just continues to lay down history with his performance there. Joe mentioned something after the game, too, about, uh, you know, something that not a lot of people realize is that he didn't play any preseason games because, you know, he had that appendectomy. And that's the time where he and receivers and the whole entire offense learn to mesh together. They get their fluidity going of their patterns, their passing patterns, their blocking patterns. 
And now that they're into, what, game six, I think it is, um, they are showing that they are starting to play together much more harmonious and uh, very knowledgeable and know what each, what each other is going to be doing, especially pass, uh, passing, receivers, blocking. I mean, all of it is coming together now, and they are going to be a team to be knocking on the door of the playoffs again, and I wouldn't be surprised if they made it back to the Super Bowl. Got to give a shout-out to the Bengals' defense as they held the Atlanta Falcons without a touchdown. <clears throat> excuse me, in the second quarter. And the, or excuse me, the second half. Uh, so the Bengals' defense stepped up big time yesterday in the second half. So not just Joe in the offense, but the uh, defense for the Cincinnati Bengals too. So folks, way to go, um, Joe, and the Bengals. Folks, if uh, you want to join us on anything we're talking about, of course, our phone number, 592-6646. Our area code, of course, 740. So one more time, 740-592-6646. Yes, Athens girls soccer team is moving on, Athens High School. And also I think the girls uh, cross-country team at Athens High School are sectional champions moving on to the uh, district uh, cross-country meet. And uh, Nelsonville, York also won a sectional title in uh, girls' volleyball. So way to go to our local student-athletes in addition to football season. We congratulate them. There you go. But uh, just a, wow, great weekend of sports. The World Series is set with the Houston Astros taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, The World Series starts Friday evening. You have any feeling about that? Uh, Houston's pitching is going to be tough to beat. Okay. Now the Phillies have a pretty good pitching staff too, and it's widely known in baseball jargon and uh, uh, unwritten baseball rules that good pitching will beat good hitting just about every time. So uh, the pitching for Houston held up really well against the Yankees. I was surprised that they swept the Yankees in four games. And uh, the Phillies knocked off San Diego uh, four games to one. So it's the best of seven World Series beginning this Friday. We haven't gotten to the news particularly yet, but um, I'm going to delay it yet some more. I want to talk about Halloween. Um, Folks, there's – frankly, I'm a little bit confused. Um, I love trick-or-treat night. We have probably around 400 kids that visit our home. And uh, I have purchased the candies now. <laughs> and they're, <laughs> they're ready. And uh, so am I. But um, I thought you had 600. Well, it, it can vary. <laughs> it can vary. Um, but I think they've... They've got some different times in different places, is what I'm trying to say this year, more so than I recall in the past. So do you have, have we prepared any sort of list? Yeah, I've got, I've got some information you, You've here. got one? Okay, first of all, Athens is going to be when? It's going to be on the 31st. So Halloween Day itself. Yeah. And that's a Monday, right? Yeah, Mayor Patterson talked about that when he was here with us last week 
And uh, he said, from his perspective, and I think from now on, uh, the city of Athens is always going to be on Halloween, which is the 31st. Okay. So, city of Athens, 530 to 730 on the 31st, which is Monday. Yes. All right. I can do it. Um, Now, what about some of our neighboring areas? Okay, let's go to the Athens Uptown Business Association. That's going to be on Saturday, the 29th, and that is from 3 to 5 in the afternoon, obviously. Um, Albany on the 27th from 6 to 7. Chansey on the 29th from 5.30 to 7. Nelsonville, also on Monday night, the 31st, from 6.30 to 7.30. Coolville, trying to do these in alphabetical order, uh, the 27th, which is Thursday, from 5 to 7. Gloucester, on the 29th, which is Saturday, from 3 to 4. And uh, let's see, Hmm. Nelsonville, on the 31st, from 6.30 to 7.30. I think I already mentioned that though new marshfield 5 30 to 7 on the 27th which is thursday the plains on monday the 31st from 5 30 to 7 so uh there you have what a bunch of options yeah and um mercy you could uh, probably hit three or four of those things yeah you know without too much trouble if you're so <laughs> yes well anyway the one in my community, Halloween Day itself, from 5.30 to 7.30. Correct. Okay. Now, let's see. Where else do we... I guess, I guess that um, that takes care of most things like that. Once again, 740-592-6646 if you want to join in. I think you were maybe mentioning, too, about speaking of Halloween, the block party. Oh, yes. I think that was the other thing you wanted to mention. Yeah, you know, I don't don't know how you feel about that, but I like it. For years, I've gone uptown and stood on the corner. There have been years when, when I was on city council and things that I had some responsibilities. Let's put it that way. But, um... The, the, the times I've just gone up as an observer, it is a very nice time. Um, yeah, there's celebration. Yeah, there's uh, crazy costumes. Um, yeah, there's lots of people, but they're just excited. And they're having a good time. And the misbehaviors, even when I had an official capacity, were few and far between. So, um, you know, if you've never observed one, you know, go up and stand in front of Chase Bank or the courthouse or the First Presbyterian Church, the main corners there. And um, what's the other one? People's Bank, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Um... And just watch. And I think you'll be amused and intrigued and and smile and wave at people and they'll wave at you and that sort of thing. (laughs) It's cool. All right. Never know what you will see. That's for sure. Just please be safe, you know? Of course. 
That's the main thing. Have fun, but be safe. And I think that's the intention of the crowd, too. I would like to think so, yes. Well, today is the 24th day of the month, October. Of course, the year's 2022. The list is short today. It's National Food Day. Boy, that pretty much... That's such a broad area. Narrows it down, doesn't it? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Well, it, I mean that very sarcastically. I mean, I, I got it. <laughs> they do go on to say it's National Bologna Day. And then it's finally United Nations Day. Fine organization. You know, um, this weekend, we used to do this more often, but... Um, this weekend, last night, we had a campfire in our backyard, and we cooked hot dogs with special sweet buns and wonderful sauces and coleslaw and, um, sodas, you know what I mean. It was just a very simple But nice event, and of course we capped it off with a few roasted marshmallows. And uh, everybody had one of those long forks, you know, that you hold over the flames. Oh, yeah. It was just a nice event with neighbors. And uh, very peaceful. It's a nice thing. All right, we do have a caller. Let's see here. Let me get my buttons just right. There we go. Good morning. Good morning to both of you. Inquiring neighbors would like to know. David, have you found your cat yet? Yes. I'm sorry. I should have reported that long ago. Good. It was only missing four days. Well, four days is a worrisome time because it, it you don't was. know. It was. Yes, because it's a family member. So, yep. good. Thanks for letting us know yeah, so I um, can tell the person who asked me to call. Okay. Our, our cat's name is Bree, B-R-I-E. Yeah. Like the cheese. Yeah. And Bree uh, returned after four days, but I was very thrilled to have her return. I'm sure she was hungry unless somebody took pity and, and fed her. Uh, she did not indicate that she hadn't been um, gotten something somewhere. But um, but she ate, so. Yeah, yeah. and she, I feed her twice a day. Well, I thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad. Glad uh, to know that, too. I was wondering about that, too. I, I wasn't sure whether to say anything, but... No, I'm glad I'm glad it came up. Yeah. Because, uh, did, I, I'm surprised I didn't bring it up. Did she just show up? Or yes. did somebody bring her back? Or No. Just all of a sudden she was there again. Begging, wow. Begging for her... her uh, like when I go to feed the dogs, she can hear the sounds inside. Right? Mm-hmm. She lives on the porch... The big porch where this um, hot tub is. Right. And um, she had a, she has a heated house there uh, for the when it's super cold. And um, and then when it's ultra cold, we bring her in overnight, and she sleeps up in the loft above the master bedroom. But uh, Bree was gone four days. And I was getting worried, of course. Yeah. But then um, when she hears me feed the dog, you can hear her paw prints against the, the door window. 
<laughs> and I looked over, and there she was back. She was out catting around. Yeah, I guess so. We do have another caller. Let's uh, get all the buttons just right. There we go. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good How morning. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. I, I think we're fine. Good. Just wanted to say, all that football and Halloween is wonderful. Of course. <laughs> well, I love football. Did you go to the game Saturday? Uh, no, I don't travel too good anymore. Okay. Do you go to high school games? Well, no. I, I live way out the other side of Albany, and I'd have to go all the way to the plains to oh. Athens. Yeah. And I don't drive in the dark. My night vision is terrible. So you must appreciate the radio broadcast. Oh, absolutely. Good. Yeah. And are you stuck on the TV on Saturday, on Sundays? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good to watch some of that yesterday. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, good. Have you heard anything about um, Tickety Boop, how he's doing? I he have not. He, other than when he called me, um, I think it was a couple weeks ago. He was uh, having some health issues and uh, told me he was going to be transferred to Riverside once they had a bed available. Now, we were talking about Don, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, I told him I wondered why why we hadn't heard from him for a while. And um, same thing with our caller right now. We hadn't heard from her for a while either. So <laughs> well, it's I'm glad been a thoroughly rotten year, but me and the cat <laughs> are still here. Now, the, what made it, it so rotten? And the raccoon? Oh, don't use language like that in my press. Please. Yeah, I lost my brother the first day of December. That oh, started it. It's uh, just me. Ah. Yeah. Stuff. I get it. Life happens. <laughs> yeah, May 21st, you know, I lost my wife. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so. It's, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's it's complicated. Yes, it is. And I've gotten behind on so many things that she accomplished for us. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, but I'm getting straightened up slowly. Yeah, it just takes time. Yeah. Well, you guys have a great day. Thank you. And it's great to hear your voice. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, okay. it is. Yeah. Well, I'm praying for Dawn. Yes. Well, thank you. I'm sure he will be... Glad to hear that, and I'm going to try to get a hold of him and see how he's doing. Yeah. So uh, he he, you could tell he was he was not well from the oh, sound of his dear. voice. So ho- hopefully he's doing better. He's always a trip when he gets on here. <laughs> Ab- <laughs> absolutely, you know it. <laughs> yeah. Let you guys have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. You Bye. too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Again, our phone number, 592-6646, okay? Let's see here. I'll clear that line. There we go. Well, again, October 24th, 2022. What else do we have about this? Let's do the historical stuff, Scott. In the year 1260, is it Q-U-T-U-Z? Mamluk? Qutas, Mamluks, Sultans of Egypt. And they held that post for like two years. Uh, from 1259 to 1260, 
or is assassinated by Baibars, Baibars, B-A-I-B-A-R-S, a fellow Mamluk leader who seizes power for himself. That's way, that's, that's so complicated that I think we've done well enough with it. 1648, the Treaty of Westphalia ends the Thirty Years' War in the Holy Roman Empire. Switzerland's independence is recognized. 1929, Black, I almost said Tuesday, but it's Black Thursday. The start of that stock market crash, the Dow Jones down 12.8%. Yeah, that was a big deal. 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Crisis. Let me try this again. The Cuban Missile Crisis, 1962. On this date, Soviet ships approach but stop short of the U.S. blockade of Cuba. In 2008, Bloody Friday saw many of the world's stock exchanges experienced the worst declines in their history, with drops of around 10% in most, um, in most cases. Okay, here we go, Scott. Famous birthday. <coughs> Domitian. Domitian. D-O-M-I-T-I-A-N. Now, this guy is fairly recent. He was born in 51 A.D. (laughs) And died, not very old, at the age of, well, whatever it is, 96 A.D. So, what was he, 44? Dalmatian. He was one of the 101 Dalmatians in the Disney classic movie. No, I'm kidding. No. (laughs) He was a Roman Empire who reigned <laughs> from oh, 81 to 96. The son of Vespasian. Some of these names, wow. Yeah, it, it's always a challenge. And the younger brother of Titus, his two predecessors on the throne. He was the last member of the Flavian dynasty. Flavians. Okay, next birthday, Melvin Purvis. Born in 1903, died in 1960. That's not ringing any bell for me. Melvin Horace Purvis. The second was an American law enforcement official and FBI agent. So what makes him so famous? Maybe he was the one that pursued John Dillinger? It's what it looks like. Okay. He was, uh, let's see. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know what I want to, if I want to add this or not. It's a little gruesome. Okay. But uh, you think John Dillinger's the main thing, huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Noting, known for leading the investigation. Oh, and then it cuts it off. Okay. <laughs> Well, here we go. Um, 36th birthday. This is a living person, simply known as Drake. Um, dressed up in a bow tie and everything, but I don't know if he's a sports guy or entertainer. His name's just Drake? Yeah. 
D-R-A-K-E. Okay. Oh, he is a Canadian rapper. Okay. So that's thus the one name. Many of those rappers have that. Just one name. Yeah. Maybe some initials. 36th birthday today. Now celebrating his 33rd birthday today is, with no spaces, PewDiePie. P-E-W-D-I-E-P-I-E. And I'm guessing he's a musical guy. Uh, let's see. He is uh, a Swedish YouTuber <laughs> known for his Let's Play videos and comedic formatted videos and shows. Mm. His popularity on YouTube and extensive media coverage have made him one of the most noted online personalities and content creator. Two famous deaths to share with you. First of all, that of Rosa Parks. She was born in 1913. She died in 2005. Rosa Louise McCauley Parks was an American activist in the civil rights movement, best known for her pivotal role in the Montgomery bus boycott. The United States Congress honored her as the first lady of civil rights and the mother of the freedom movement. And the last to mention today is that of Jackie Robinson. Born in 1919, died in 1972. Baseball guy, right? Oh, my. Yeah, and a great one, too. Mm -hmm. Jack Roosevelt Robinson, an American professional baseball player who became the first African-American to play in Major League Baseball in the modern era. Uh, era. Robinson broke the baseball color line when he started at first base for the Brooklyn Dodgers on April 15, 1947. Well, I found a report this morning, and I have so many reports I could bring in. And often I say, well, maybe not that one. But this one I did. 2022's Best Places for Halloween. People, of course, love Halloween for a number of different reasons. There's candy, there's costumes, there's horror films, there's haunted houses, parties, of course, and much more. If you're one of the many Americans who count down to this holiday from the beginning of autumn, then you'll want to make sure you're in the most spooktacular part of America on October 31st. Now, it says how your Halloween will Halloween night will turn out depends on your plans and budget. This year, the average U.S. household is expected to spend $100.45, that's the average, on Halloween expenses. That covers decorations to treats to costumes. I know I spent, uh, I think, $57 on um, the Halloween treat. Uh, for uh, trick-or-treat night. Mm -hmm. So, add that all together, and collectively, that's about $10.6 billion for our nation. Uh, and they say between 69% of all households participate. Let's see here. We can skip some of this. 
So, okay, they go on to say, to help you decide where to spend Halloween without frightening your wallet, Wallet Hub compared the 100 largest U.S. cities based on 22 key metrics. They range from costume stores per capita to average price per Halloween party ticket to share of potential trick-or-treat stops. Okay. So, I printed off the list. Separate the pages a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so where do you think the number one city is? <clears throat> I, I, You know, I know this is a fictional city, but I don't know the answer. So I'm going to guess Gotham City. Uh, <laughs> well, that, okay. <clears throat> um, the number one city, and I'm not too surprised at this, is New York City. Mm. It is number one in friendliness, number three in Halloween fun, and number 88 when it comes to weather. Number two, San Francisco. Number three, Miami. Number four, Los Angeles. Number five, San Diego. Okay, hush, hush up phone. So you got a double dose there. Yeah. Number six, San Jose. Jersey City is number seven. Las Vegas, number eight. Santa Ana, number nine. And Boston, number ten. Now let me just skip down through it. Chicago comes in 14th. Honolulu, 21st. Irvine, where Paul lives, 24th. Washington, D.C., 27th. Okay, what is, um, where does Ohio start to stand up? Cincinnati comes in 34th. That's not bad. Um, going on down the list, Columbus comes in 62nd. Let me turn the page here. Cle Cleveland comes in 85th. Chesapeake, Virginia, where Nick is, 88th. Toledo, 89th. And, and that's kind of... Um, the top 100, if, if you will. But um, just just a little report on that sort of thing. Well, what's in the news? We have about five minutes remaining. The Chinese president, and I always have trouble with these pronunciations. It's X I G. G J I M P I N G. So Jinping. Mm -hmm. G Jinping has now secured a third term as the Communist Party's general secretary, the party's top job. As the week-long 20th Party Congress came to close yesterday, G is expected to receive a third term as president in March as well. 
the widely expected extension of Xi's tenure breaks from a trend in recent decades where party leaders have stepped down from the role after two terms. In 2018, the country's legislature, made up mostly of Communist Party members, removed presidential term limits shortly after adding Xi's political doctrines to its constitution. With at least five more years of leadership, Xi will become the longest-serving leader in modern Chinese history since Mao Zedong. Um, Incidentally, his net worth is a whopping $1.2 billion. Yeah. Even even hard to fathom. Yeah. And $1.2 billion in China is, how do I want to say, a lot more than $1.2 billion here. Mm-hmm. Yes. China, the richest country in the world, by the way. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. I have more in that group of stories, but let's let's turn our attention to the Times, because time is short. By the Times, I mean the New York Times. Um, Two weeks before November's midterm elections, many voter surveys suggest Republicans are gaining momentum toward retaking one or both chambers of the Congress. They're calling this a mood swing. Every major Senate race, except for Georgia's, has been trending toward Republicans. There are even warning signs for Democrats in House districts in Oregon and Rhode Island, where Republicans are rarely competitive. And now more voters say they intend to vote for Republicans instead of Democrats for Congress in their districts. Well... In such a polarized country, understanding how one party can gain an advantage so quickly can sometimes be hard. In this case, though, the explanation is straightforward. It's about issues on the minds of voters. Over the summer, the dominant headlines and resulting public debate were focused on issues that helped Democrats things like abortion, gun violence, and threats to democracy. These issues help Democrats stay highly competitive, despite President Biden's low approval ratings and a tendency for the sitting president's party to get drubbed in midterm elections. But the spotlight on these matters is fading. Voters are less frequently citing them as top concerns while expressing worries about the economy, crime, and immigration, issues that tend to favor Republicans, right? So, if you'd like to know more, you can go to the New York Times online. It's um, simply called The Morning Report, and uh, we encourage you to do so. Do we have any shows coming up this week? 
Uh, not that I'm aware of. Well, we'll get busy and make sure we get some. Yeah. Let me grab this list and just make sure I'm not wrong. And you got two seconds. Okay. Well, folks, have a great day, please. <laughs> In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H FM's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Britain is about to get another new prime minister. Correspondent Vicki Barker has our top story from London. After his only challenger dropped out of the race at the last minute... Rishi Sunak is therefore elected as leader of the Conservative Party. The former finance minister will be Britain's first minority prime minister, its third prime minister since early September. The economist Andrew Palmer says Sunak will have his work cut out for him, calming his divided party and the markets after six tumultuous weeks in British politics. He has a monstrous task ahead of him, and it will be a very, very difficult winter. Two weeks before the U.S. midterms, there are claims of voter intimidation near Phoenix. CBS's Nancy Cordes. In Arizona, election officials are concerned about possible voter intimidation in the city of Mesa. Voters say armed individuals dressed in tactical gear set up